my, my last orgasm was the best one. It was so good. Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm a little bit more well off than I was last week. Turned out the whole thing was not a thing. Uh, the fifth plumber that came out found that it was not what everybody else thought it was. And uh, it was easy to fix. And it cost me $300 instead of 9000 So that was fantastic. And I got a raise on the same weekend. Not just that, but uh, Days came out to visit us. And my brother was out here, too. It was a great weekend all together. Awesome. All in one weekend, all that happened. And now I'm exhausted from all the happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've uh, experienced happiness for the first time in months. <laughs> <laughs> An unfamiliar feeling, but Ooh, it is welcomed. Look at Chi. Chi is streaming. If you're wondering where Chi is, she's playing Back for Blood. She's streaming right now. And she is into it, man. <laughs> Damn, she's intense. All of her well, friends are dead. Yeah, that's not looking good there. And they all have, I mean, we'll get into this, but they all have that little PC icon next to them. Yet, if you play, if you play on the Xbox Game Pass, it looks like you are playing on the Xbox because it has the X symbol, which I find a little little confusing there. I wonder, I wonder if somebody's on the Xbox, if it shows a little controller instead. I don't think you know? so. And just we're all lumped together in the Xbox yeah. Yeah, ecosphere now. Yeah. Yeah, but more on that later, right? Yeah, more on that later. Let's talk about some games that have come to our attention this week. First one I want to talk about is Chasing Static. So it is almost Halloween. It is October. It's that spooky time of year. If you remember a long, long time ago, well, not that long ago, uh, I interviewed and talked to the developer of a game called Guard Duty. Very nice point-and-click adventure. Great point-and-click uh, point adventure for people who don't like point-and-click adventures. Like a real good gateway point-and-click game. Um, and he had mentioned at that point that he was working on his next game, and all he could say about it was, it's going to be a horror game, and it has to do with sound. Sound is going to be some sort of game mechanic. That game is now out, and it is called Chasing Static. And... He's got a very specific graphic style that he's going for that he was inspired by um, like the early Resident Evil games, I believe. So it's got those like PlayStation gla uh, graphics from the 90s. Uh, it looks like an interesting game. Um, and I think it's only, only like 15 bucks. I'll definitely be checking it out. Uh, looking forward to that. And I've not played it anything scary yet in October. And, you know, you got to get something in. But You're almost done. We're almost done with October. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, like weird. horror games in general, I just haven't been feeling as of late. But I'm interested to see how the mechanics of this game work. Um, it does say uh, in the details of this game, it's not very long. I think it's a few hours long. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not It's not linear. You kind of just like open box, explore the world. Um, and I'm interested to see how the mechanic plays out, but, you know, I've been following this guy on Twitter. I've been, I've been seeing the details and the screenshots come out slowly over time. So really interested to see the, uh, final product here. Yeah. It's nice when you can see the whole develop. If you're so excited about something, you just watch the mm -hmm. whole developer development slowly through uh, a fly, like a fly on the wall. Yeah. It's good. Cool. Cool. All right. What do you guys got? I have a project. I, <laughs> Nick, you're like really low, so I didn't know if you were talking to us or not. Uh, I said sometimes it's really cool to see like your developer like uh, 
get some shit done. Like you like you cheer and then like making they're making small games like a Mega Man clone, then all of a sudden they're making games that are like AAA. You're like, you finally made it there, buddy. <laughs> I don't think that's ever gonna be this guy's deal, right? Like I think he likes to um he likes to do small games and do it all mm-hmm. his way. Well, he's working mostly by himself. I don't think yeah. I'm I'm sure there's other people that that contribute. Um but it's it's mostly him behind this. So yeah, it's hard to make big expensive games like that. Yeah. Um so Project uh Madness Project Nexus. I can I feel like they it's just like word soup. They just rolled the dice with like cool popular words for video games and they got Madness Project Nexus. Uh it doesn't even make sense. But it does look super fucking cool. Um it what it reminds me the most of is like those stick figure games that are like hyper violent and have super kill cool kill animations and uh the controls are very easy and you know you're just pushing one button and uh just all this crazy kind of murder murderous uh cool kung fu action movie stuff happens uh but so that's how the combat looks but uh it, there's a lot more to it it's like a twin stick shooter it's got uh, a third, like a three-quarters view, uh, and it's it looks like a 3D drawing. It, it's kind of like Borderlands-esque, but, I mean, it's it's like a drawing that popped off the page. It's really pretty to look at. Is that not... Can you not find any video on it? Did I give you a bad link, Christian? Hmm. I mean, it looks like he's playing the game in a browser. Is oh, this a stream? Yeah. It might be part two. It, it, Part two is on stream, uh, Steam. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think that's what it is. Yeah. My bad, dude. Because uh, I keep seeing part two. So somebody took, I guess it was a Flash game, and then somebody made part two, and now it's like a full-blown game. It's overwhelmingly positive for 4,000 uh, 4, reviews. Uh, the soundtrack is crazy. The action is crazy. The graphics are really cool. I think I'm going to be picking this up. This looks really fun. I watched um, a lot of gameplay. I actually watched like 20 minutes of gameplay. I was like, I want to be the guy controlling that instead of this guy on YouTube. So This game's kind of expensive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I'm going to wait for... Uh, 25, 25 bucks. I mean, it's not... Flash game. It's kind of weird. Yeah, well, the first one, yeah. But that's good. You know, you have... Uh, you have a super small developer, usually one guy that does the Flash games, right? And then if it gets popular enough, then you get a couple of buddies and you make mm-hmm. a full game out of it. I don't know. You can't always trust the re- reviews of games like that, though. That whole Uh-oh. Henry Stickman thing. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the entire the entire player base of the first game could have just came on and give it a thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, right? people who were fans of the Flash game could have just hopped on and said, yep, this is great. But I don't know. This looks actually pretty good the whole henry stickman thing the problem was it wasn't much of a game you know it was mostly just the jokes and if you like that kind of comedy or that cartoon then i i guess it would be fun but for anybody else it wasn't that great this looks like it's got henry stickman thing i don't know anything about that henry stickman it's a game that i played god maybe a year ago or so and it's got really really good reviews on steam so i thought oh this should be good it looked like a point and click adventure turns out like it was a cartoon or like a web animation that somebody had done 
um, like, you know, just humorous drawings with stick men and someone made a, or he made a game out of it. I think it was the same people that originally made the cartoon and all the reviews were just basically people who would love the cartoon, but the game itself was actually not even that much of a game. It was just kind of like, um, you know, here's a bunch of options, click on things and funny things will happen on screen. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. When you don't have a sense of humor, I'm sure that's, that's rough. Yeah, well, <laughs> he can't laugh, and therefore he just doesn't understand it. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of some of the stuff was kind of funny, but it wasn't yeah. fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no point. There was no point yeah, to the I whole never thing. Never knew that. Now I have like a new reference. Well, after a little while, it was it got pretty old pretty quick. Nick, I'm going to need you to get that microphone and put it on your lips. I need you to feel the fuzz, dude. Why? I don't want people to hear me breathe. It doesn't matter. Well, until, okay, until it geez. does, then I'll let you know. <laughs> Do you remember, like, yo, he's breathing like a cow again, like, <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm just right, keeping man. myself alive. Leave I'm me just, alone. You know, trying to breathe. I have a deviated septum. Leave me alone. It's a condition. <laughs> You've been, oh. But, uh, no. Wait, Total uh, Warhammer 3. What is that? Earlier? Huh? What is to- Total War Warhammer 3? Oh, shut up. You know, it's my default to talk about thing. Um, we're getting closer and closer to next year, so they're, uh, uh, Creative Assembly is putting out more and more news. Um, they're showing the most information that they've showed about any um, faction, and this is one of the, the biggest things that they've done for any Total War game. And uh, it's kind of like setting a precedent for all the future Total War games about how complex they're making each faction from each other now. Um, just how different one chaos God is being from every other one is insane. So in the last week, they released all the information for the chaos God Zinch. It's also my favorite. He's the chaos God of lies, blah, blah, blah. He's a giant bird. Um, anyways, he has some obscene fucking abilities. And the reason why I bring these up is like, you would never see these things in any other total war game. One of his abilities is literally to get any settlement in the, in, that you can see, claim it, and give it to someone else or yourself. It doesn't matter which settlement. It doesn't matter when in the game. You can just do it. Once again. And you're like, why would you, you would be like, why would you do that? What's the point of doing that? Well, if your ally is losing and or someone that you... You see as an ally, or you know that that there's a faction that is way better in late game, you can just claim the current strongest faction's capital and give it to the weakest faction or that faction that you're trying to keep alive. Sounds super broken. So the reason why they're making these factions broken, and it's only for the it's only for the uh the uh the story mode. The reasons why they're making these factions broken is because they're chaos gods, right? And you're like, oh, they're literal gods. But the other thing is that 80% of the fucking map hates you immediately. You're automatically at war with 80% of the map. So they have to give you overpowered abilities and stuff. Mm. And uh, another one of his abilities is so like in Total War, you have different stances. And especially in this one, you have a couple of different ones. You have like a channeling stance so that you only get to move like a quarter of what your normal movement area is. But when you start a battle, you have more like a uh, mana or it's called 
essentially mana, whatever, uh, to be able to cast abilities and stuff. Well, Zinch has a new one. Nerd it's juice. Called, Is it nerd huh? juice? Nerd juice? Nerd juice. No. Yeah. Nerd Gatorade. Um, Zinch has a new one, and it's just called Teleport. And it, it's fucking broken. So as long as you meet a certain criteria of a certain amount of spellcasters in your, in your army, you can simply just teleport to a location, a visible location from your character, and instantly ambush an enemy army. Yeah, like, but like, yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of these guys are going to have overpowered, just like what you said. Um, they're starting off, the, the deck is stacked against you, so they got to make you overpowered. Uh, all of this stuff is just for the campaign, right? Yes, exactly. Now, they've, they've shown their units, and people are kind of wishy-washy about the units. You get a lot of new stuff that we've never seen before on the tabletop. You get a lot of stuff that we have seen on the tabletop. And they look really pretty. Some people that are mad that some of the units are just a recoloring of previous games. And some people are really glad that things look the same. So um, I just like that certain units are in the game. And I'm just having a good time looking at all the trailers and everything. But I'm just excited. So just this one one new faction of the seven that they're including, which is four Chaos Gods, two good factions, and the ogres um like they 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 have said that every faction is going to be so different that playing a campaign is going to be like playing a completely different game mm. and, and it's just like if that's a selling point so many people are just going to buy total War warhammer 3 and none of the previous games just to get that experience yeah for sure <clears throat> it's it's great it's like, when uh kind of like slay the spire um the different characters you play you have to play them completely different to get to get ahead mm-hmm. and and yeah. and that that adds to the replayability and so it, but this is a super way 10 times more complex game yeah it, it it i'm so excited like i went from like being like passively excited like yeah like the game's coming out in like four months you've whatever, never been like, passively already. excited dude day one yeah. you you're fucking... i've already pre-purchased it man <laughs> like i pre-purchased it as soon as the button was there yeah um, but it's just like like now I'm like juiced. I'm like checking every day for news and shit. Like it's it's even it's even crazier now. But it, yeah, it's super exciting. If before you were passively excited, I don't want I don't want to <laughs> yeah. see you excited excited, dude. I don't I don't want to hear like that's crazy. I don't know if I can handle it. You can and you will handle it. But no, it was uh it, it was great. Uh yeah, definitely check out the trailer. Um They've also announced a complete siege overhaul for all the people that hate siege battles. They have completely overhauled them. Uh, watch the trailer. I'm not going to go on my soapbox because everyone's tired of me talking about Total War. I'm glad you're self-aware. <laughs> all right. Last game we're going to talk about is called Across the Obelisk. And this game just popped up in that little, um, you know, the the images on Steam where it just shows you like some games they think you'll like and i thought yes i do like this as a matter of fact um steam must realize that i've been playing a lot of uh, card-based combat games so this one is in early access it's called across the obelisk and here's the interesting thing about it it is a co-op deck building rpg roguelike whoa yeah co-op and that just blew my mind. I was well, like, what? My mind's blown, dude. Like, Whoa. what the fuck? It's well, such a well, simple idea. Finally play games with you? That's a hit for the next <laughs> fucking segment. 
Yeah, so a co-op version of uh, basically what what we've all played before with Slay the Spire and Grifflins and uh, Tainted Grail and all those other games. Uh, it, you know, the graphics are a little cartoony. It's uh, the same card-based combat, uh, all, all the same stuff you're used to, but co-op. So, yeah, pretty good. Um, the game is $17.99 right now on Steam in early access. They just, I think they came out with a patch recently, which is why it showed up on my feed, patch point oh seven. So, you know, they're they're working their way to uh, a 1.0 release. Pretty good reviews, too. I wonder if you'll be able to trade cards with people, like, to, you know, to make your entire squad stronger. Yeah. I, I don't know how the co-op works in this. I'm really interested to find out, but yeah. that would be, that'd be really cool. Man, I hope this is a good game. Fuck. Yeah. Or at least the idea is <laughs> there. Now that we know you can do this, like, it was sitting there the whole time. Like, yeah. bam. For co-op. Sure. Co-op deck building. I hope it works. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some games that we have played. Um, yeah, you guys. Um, go ahead, Nick. Uh, so I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk about New World because I've been playing a lot of New World like passively, like waiting for shit to happen. Um, <clears throat> and uh, New World is like RuneScape to me where I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just doing stupid shit. And it's kind of like people are like, why aren't you level 40 yet? I'm like, bro, I'm level 32. I'm making bread. And like literally and figuratively. Um, and I've discovered that my uh, my server completely lacks any bread supply. So I'm literally <laughs> buying all the fucking corn and barley and all the yeast on the server and just making literal bread and selling it for 25 gold a piece. Nice. And I've made like... 3,000 gold in the past day. Pretty good, man. And it, and it is so profitable that every time I log in, I just see, like, it just it just jumps up. And I just sell it at Windsward, or whatever the fuck it's called. That's Because that's where everybody, is, like, is kind of home-based out of, because it's in the middle. And, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, just making bread, literally. Why are people um, buying bread? Um, So, bread is one of these weird things. So, there's, um... That's a really good fucking question. So in every city, there are these, um, there are these like community boards, right? And you, everybody has their own individual quests that are on these community boards. And some of them are like, make food for the homeless or whatever the fuck. And sometimes that food requires ingredients. And sometimes that ingredient is bread. Mm. And so be like, make 10, whatever the fuck you're going to need eight loaves of bread. And so because no one has the ability to make bread or there's no <laughs> corn on the market <laughs> or people haven't focused on the people haven't focused uh, making you know, on their cooking and just been questing or, uh, you know, hunting or whatever. I've been literally just making bread. And right. so they, they're they like, fuck it. I don't want to walk to the kitchen and learn how to cook and all that shit. Corn the, the bread. market. <laughs> yep. You're cornering the market. Oh, yeah. hey. Yeah, so, like, I worked out the math. So it takes two corn to make one flour, right? And you need one flour to make one bread. One corn is 1.5 gold, so that's three gold. And the yeast is 0.5 gold, so it's 3.5 gold. Okay. We don't need to, to make, know the economics. To make one loaf of bread, and I sell it for 25 gold, son. <laughs> I'm a goddamn bread mogul. <laughs> 
Wow. But the, the the crazy thing is like sometimes I'll get bot purchases. Well, like someone will buy like like 150 pieces of bread. And they'll they're gonna mark it up. Well, yeah, they're gonna mark it up, exactly. Wow. That's like uh <laughs> the founder or whatever, the guy that took over McDonald's <laughs> by just by like shoulder thinking about you're going to do this the same thing's going to happen to you dude there's going to be another younger hunger hungrier bread mogul it's going to like his carbs a little bit more than i do his way to the top of the bread game (laughs) and what's awesome is that i get experience from doing it so it's pretty dope yeah that is cool I, I, i love this game because of like the fact that i can level up from making bread so like fuck you world wow best part of your story is we play on the same server, Nick, and uh, I have 200 level cooking, and I didn't know about this, but now I know. Fuck so, you, it's my bread. Don't touch my check, bread market. Make your own out, shit. Make sausages. My bread. Yeah, $24.99 on the market. Check it out. $24.99. Come on, get it <laughs> off. Get it quick. But, Nick, that's really smart because you, you chose a commodity that's needed in everybody's quest line. and the, Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, so corn is is extremely common, but no one realizes that you literally can just pick it off the fucking stock. And so, like, people pick it and like, I don't know what to do with corn because there's no fucking roasted corn recipe. And so they just fucking sell it on the stock market because you can't just throw away corn. You can just make a little bit of money. And so I just turn the corn into fucking bread, and then bam, wow, dude, money. Should take this to Shark Tank, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, sharks, I'm looking to sell bread in a digital universe to a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I'm looking for 10% investment for $500,000. Who's are you in? in or you out? Uh, sir, how long would you like us to listen to you talk about bre- uh, corn? That's a, that's a uh, fucking quote from Barack Obama <laughs> in Congress. Somebody was going about talking about corn for like 65 minutes, and he stops him. He goes... How long do you want us to talk? How long do you want us to talk about <laughs> fucking corn? Yeah. But yeah, now that it like it's so funny because this always happens in new games where like some of the simplest shit will be just obscenely expensive. Like in the beginning, yeah, tad- tadpoles were going for like a hundred and twenty fucking gold each. Now they're like ten or twenty or whatever. But like. In the beginning, they were obscenely expensive, but everybody farmed them to oblivion, and now they're extremely cheap. Yeah, but the, people the, who you know who caught that on early made so much money. The the what do you call it? The gathering, the cultivation tools. All of them. The next tier up from flint is iron, and all the iron. It was like so overpriced. Everything was like fifty gold for a fucking shovel, and fifty gold for this. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I'll go make it myself instead. Because, yeah, yeah, there's just too many people. The demand is too high. Well, let me explain the supply and demand to you now. <laughs> uh, somebody playing Timberborn? Yeah, I'll be quick since uh, on video I'm just a floating voice with no head. But uh, I just want to shout out listener Curd the Ape, famous ape in our Discord. He bought this for me because I was talking about it so much. Yeah, you guys were going back and forth about playing it too, right? Like taking tips from each other? This happened at the worst time. I was so into New World and then, you know, I was burnt out and then I was delivered Timberborn. So then I just played 30 hours of that and burnt myself out on that. Now I'm back for New World. So it's interesting. You play as beavers. (laughs) You play as beavers and you build up your beaver civilization after humans have fucked up the earth. 
it's a pretty plausible future. Um, the game, uh, I think when we were talking about this on the radar, Bobby said it was kind of gimmicky. Um, and looking at the Steam page, you might think that, but they really did a good job on the mechanics of the game. It all revolves around building up dams and that um, uh, vertical mm-hmm. building. building. I don't buildings remember on top calling of each it other. gimmicky, but yeah, I was yeah, interested in the vertical building. Like, what's up okay. with that? Maybe I thought it was gimmicky then, and I'm misremembering. But um, uh, it's not. It's everything's fun. The mechanics work with the city building. It's not just another reskin city builder. Um, you only have a certain amount of land, and arable land really counts for your people. So you're really forced to build up on the land that you've managed to kind of make green again, and that's where that mechanic fits in. But anyways, uh, I'm playing the tutorial, and I name all my beavers after my family. And about 10 minutes in, um, they have this little water icon above their heads. And I'm like, oh, they just go to the river. They're beavers, right? They're going to go to the river and drink. Um, they don't. They all die of thirst. And <laughs> my family dies in front of me. I have like 10 family members die. I'm like, oh, shit, that's bad. And so I go on the tutorial again. And this time, I'm like, okay, I got them water. Now everyone dies of food. I'm like, damn, okay. Uh, so the third time I go into the tutorial, still the tutorial. You need a tutorial to tell you that people need, or beavers need food and water. <laughs> is what you're saying here. Yeah, I don't want to know how the fuck you were when you were like 11. You got a hamster from PetSmart. I'm like, I do not know want to know what that was like for you. If you ever yeah. run for mayor in any town, I'm going to play this clip as your counter. <laughs> you're, you're just saying it like the absurdity, like they need food and water. <laughs> right. I guess I should explain. People need water to survive. <laughs> I should explain that what happens, the challenge um, is that uh, every 15 days or so, a drought dries uh, okay. up all the water in your land. So you need to store a bunch of food, and you need to store a bunch of water, and mm-hmm. that's where the dams come in. You're building up the water level so that when the drought happens, you have a big reservoir for your people to, to draw on and, uh, and not die. Uh, anyways, I failed that. I failed the tutorial like five times, and then I finally got it, and then I spent 29 hours building up my watershed. My map I'm working on now, it's like, fortify uh like the wall in game of thrones that's basically what i have there's unlimited kilometers of water above it and uh i think i beat the game so i'm waiting for the next update yeah because it's still in early access does it feel like it's in early access like is it missing a lot or is it pretty complete i don't really i i mean there's 30 hours of gameplay here for a city builder maybe it's missing some content but Mm-hmm. For other games, I mean, yeah, it, yeah I mean, it's I fine. It doesn't. Now, Chris, when you I... say you think you want uh, beat the game, there's no clear defined uh, goal. No, right now, um, yeah, that that is what the one thing that would be missing. There is no predefined goal. There's no like milestones. You're basically just building until you've greened out your whole map, basically, until you've reinvigorated um, the whole environment. And it's like these sandboxy maps. There's no storyline or anything this is a really dumb question i think but are the beavers aquatic so like if you if you flood them yeah do, are, do they survive or, or can yeah, they thrive that's why i didn't understand why didn't they just go to the river to drink the first time i don't know they no no i'm in the water <laughs> i mean like if, flood, you, if you flood their city like, just open your mouth in the water beaver <laughs> just come on, if, if you flood the city that's the that's the part that fucked me up they live they just swim around i'm that's like that's what, what i meant yeah them? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you flood yeah, your own that, town. Future mayor, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can e- you can easily flood your city because as you're building up your um, water levels, you're building up the watershed. You'd be like, oh shit, the water will just flow in a random direction that you might have not expected, and it'll come back around and flood all your people. 
uh, when your place is full. They're not people. Don't work. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they are my family. Sentient beavers. <laughs> my beavers. family. Oh, uh, and that's Timberborn, everyone. It's, uh, what is this, $24 American? I think yeah, it's uh, worth picking up an early access. Yeah. Still very interested in that game. God, I, I always think of, when it comes to beavers, I always think of that BBC Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe uh, movie from like the 80s where they had, uh, you know, they had beavers in that, that movie, Talking Beavers. Yeah. But because this is like the 80s and it's the BBC, it's just like these people in these ridiculous beaver outfits. <laughs> they look like bowling pins. Even like when I saw this as a kid, I was like, dude, this is pretty bad. But I always think of that when I think of beavers. All right. Well, we're going to talk about Back for Blood. But before we do, I just want to mention what's going on with the Xbox Game Pass because I had that for a little while and then I needed to extend it in order to play Back for Blood. And here's what I did. And this is pretty wild. I went on eBay. I, I was like, you know what? People have got to be selling like those codes on eBay for a couple months access. And sure enough, they're all over eBay. I, I don't know how legit this is, but it worked fine for me. I spent $1.70 and got three months of uh, Xbox Game Pass. I don't know if I can do that again in another three months or not, but I mean, hey, we'll see. And I wasn't even sure it was going to work the first time, but I was like, hey, for a buck seventy, let's find out. So yeah, I'm back on Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's, I really don't like it, man. Like, I think they got a lot to improve and it's a lot of like simple stuff. I'm like, why, why is the friends list so hard to, to manage with this? And it, it kind of gets into back for blood and that whole thing. But, um, I, I think it's improved somewhat. Like you go into the, the list of games and they show you like the new stuff that's been added. They've got a search. They've got one where you can just bring up the entire library. And then there's like maybe three filters you can apply for it. But it's just like, Hey, come on, man. Like just look at steam. Give me a list of all my games and let me do it. Like just line item list like that. I don't need to see the icons. I don't want to like scroll down through a whole mess of, you know, artwork. Like just show me what games I have. I don't understand what's so complicated about this. Um, but yeah, let's talk, let's talk about back for blood because right. that is, I've been playing quite a bit of this and I think we've all played this. So right off the bat, first impressions, I really like it, but there are some really, again, like Xbox game pass, there's some really simple stuff. I'm like, why is it like this? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like what? Um, like you can't vote kick people in campaigns. So if one person oh, is just dude. like, um, <laughs> I don't like you guys, I want to ruin your run. Then they can literally just go into the base and just hold down the joystick and keep moving the character around. And you're pretty much stuck unless you quit the game and remake. But the party leader can kick them. No, N there's no kicking in this. I could have apparently. sworn I saw that option. So I've read that, um, you can kick if they're... I, I don't know. This could have been from earlier, but you can kick if they're on PC. But for the Xbox Game Pass and the Xbox, no. I didn't have any option. There was no vote kick option. And I did. I was like, yeah, that kind of sucks. And then I had a game where someone decided to troll. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is game breaking. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. There was some guy who joined a game and he kind of ran ahead and died. And I don't know if that's kind of what triggered it. Like he got upset about that. But for... The rest of the maps, he decided that he was going to hang back and 
just try to not die and we'd all finish the level. And he was out there just trying to basically make us wait and wow. for as long as he could. And he, he, yeah, he tried to hold off. So it pretty much added like five, 10 minutes to the end of every single map. I was like, whatever, dude, I'm got, I got things to do around the house. Like this guy can't outlast me. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, dude, you don't okay. know how boring I am. I got multiple responsibilities. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, that's ridiculous that this guy can do it. And he was playing as Doc, too. And he was like trying to do things purposely. Like there was a, a map where you have to go around and collect things and bring them to an area. And he, I saw him like take one and try to hide it in the corner. I'm like, oh, I'm on to you, dude. So I went over there and grabbed it. So he's like actively trying to troll the game. And I'm like, that's pretty stupid. And then you, you take into account on top of that, between every stage, every every mm -hmm. map, um, there is six things you have to click through in order to get into the next map. Mm -hmm. Six things, six times you have to click. Yes. Yes. I want that card. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Like, and you get five minutes to do that. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be one dude that's just like, Oh, I'm going to take a pee break. And yeah, I'm, I got to read all the details on these cards and they're just going to be slow. You know, anytime you put that little tiny roadblock, as simple as it is, just like click F to continue. You're going to have that one dude that's just like not doing it. So pretty much you have a five minute wait time between every single map that you play, which gets really tedious. On top of that, if you play campaign, and you don't have any friends to queue up with, and you're just like, all right, um, I want to do campaign, because you can do quick play and jump right. into someone else's game. But mm -hmm. if you're like, no, I want to work on my campaign so I can start unlocking my access to other areas, other acts, uh, like... I would hit campaign and queue and then 15 minutes later, finally get a game. And it'd be like one Whoa. person and then he'd like immediately leave. And I was just on my own, maybe like a couple maps down. Other people would join. W were you deep into the campaign? Um, no, not really. I mean, like act. still the first act, oh, maybe like okay. a couple maps in. Yeah. It took so, forever. Dude, I had a completely different experience. Uh, really? Well, first of all, it's just luck of the draw of what knucklehead you get in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had a super helpful guy. Well, that was just like, then again, you've been playing two hours. I've been playing like 15 or 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, so far, I mean, th this guy was like, he showed me all the ropes, and he's like, you, do you need me to show you this? And he's like, at this part of the... It was almost... Yeah, and his voice and everything, he sounded like those fake people that play, and then they put out the demo. You know what I'm talking about? Is, <laughs> it, My name's was, Billy. Move up, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like that. I was like, this guy's so helpful. It was great. Um, Don't forget to press R to reload. And then when I reloaded, I saw in those two hours, because of chaos in my house and I can't play multiplayer games, uh, I reloaded, you know, continue campaign. And I mean, instantly I was into a game that was like right where I dropped off hmm. instantly. Like, uh, And you did do twice. quick play. You did campaign. I did campaign, yeah, okay. and it says continue your campaign, and I oh, clicked okay. it, and I was like, hmm. like instantly, um, but yeah, the um, and about the game, I guess there's there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, it is yeah. Left for Dead for the modern times, right? It's yeah. it's Left for Dead with it's got your cards, pro progression, it's got your skins. yeah, progression, it's got your uh, stereotypes. <laughs> uh, it's got progression and it's got strategy, I guess. Um, you know, the, the whole thing of like, um, uh, the, the 
game director uses cards and then you're supposed to counter those cards with your cards. It doesn't happen at the lower levels. Like you, it doesn't fucking matter. I don't think maybe, maybe a little bit, but I'm sure at the higher levels, you really have to counter it hard. Where like, I don't know if there's more crows, you have to be more stealthy, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a huge discrepancy from the easiest difficulty recruit and the next difficulty veteran and, they've already started to tweak that a little bit, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I think part of that is you need to spend some time going through all the maps on recruit on the easiest difficulty. And you earn these things called supply points, which you can then use to unlock other cards, Mm -hmm. which give you uh, abilities in game and those supply lines and those cards, like there's a ton of them. I played forever and I, I unlocked so many of them. And then I finally looked up Like, I was like, okay, like, show me all the supply lines. Like, what am I working towards here? There's a lot for each row. There's three rows. I think there's like 15 different supply lines, eight items each. And they're random too. Yeah. You get the same ones over and over again. Can you explain supply lines? What what is that? It's just, I mean, I don't want to like explain it in detail. It's pretty much just unlocking either cosmetics like for your, so, to dress up your profile or unlock. I have, other I have cards. a simple, I have a simple way to explain it because I just explained it to someone. Essentially, a supply line, depending on its description, enhances um, enhances a certain ability. So, one supply line is all offense, one supply line is all defense, and one supply line is all support. And so, uh, you simply use your points that you earned from campaign to unlock certain cards in that category. Sometimes there are cosmetics. Sometimes there are um, character cosmetics. And then most of the times it's just cards. Yeah. You just unlock stuff. Okay. Cosmetics and cards. Um, but there's a ton of them. Like I, I was working on the top row, which is like the offensive one mostly. Cause I've been playing a lot of just like the guy, the guy with the rifle who shoots stuff. And I, I thought, man, I gotta be getting close to the end of this. And I looked it up. I'm halfway through that supply line. Haven't even started on the other ones. So there's a lot of stuff to unlock here, and there's a lot of cards that are really good, I'm assuming, at the end of these supply lines that I have not gotten yet. Yeah. And I imagine the game is probably a lot easier when you start getting those really good cards. And you also you know, learn how to play a little bit more. But So maybe the difficulty is where it should be. I don't know. We'll, and, we'll see. And the di- so, um, you get way more supply points at the higher difficulties, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yes. you get negative 50% supply points on recruit. So okay. you're earning half as much as you should be. Yeah, it seems super easy. Like, obviously, I think it's supposed to be. There's like, what's, where's what's all the zombies? I was like, you call yeah, this a something. horde? Yeah, I mean, I love the gameplay. And I, I really like the game. Once I get into it, I'm like having a great time here. It's just the recruit difficulty is pretty easy you can pretty much speed run right through it um even with bots and the bots aren't that bad like i got no problem with with bots (laughs) and they point out money uh, yeah they're really uh, good at pointing out money and dropping ammo like they're on top of it yeah yeah yeah, for sure a little slow to pick you back up sometimes but uh yeah i mean i don't mind that so much and it'd be nice if i had like more people to play with so i didn't have to deal with the randos issue but the fact is even with discord you know it's kind of tough i mean i hopped on on friday and everybody was already in a game and i wasn't the odd man out so i just started playing by myself and then on top of that dude like sometimes playing with your friends isn't that great either you know people got like other responsibilities and kids and whatever you know 100 percent. yeah i was playing with uh shit i'm gonna butcher his name Nianyo, Nianco, yeah, Nianco, the guy from Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing with him, and twice in like 
our one hour session, I had to stop. I had to walk away from my computer and fucking sucks, man. I, I felt really bad. He was cool about it, but, um, and, uh, apparently you were playing with him, Chris, and you wiped the whole party by doing something. I don't know. He was telling me a bunch of stuff about you. Yeah, I was the best player on the team. That's <laughs> that's probably what he was saying. I, I refuse to play any multiplayer game like like that we're playing like super serial and sweaty, like Back for Blood, unless Vivian is asleep. Like yeah. I, like it, there, unless she's like conked out, I, I will not play a game. Yeah, I, I'll play solo on. games. I'll play Far Cry, whatever, but I will not play a multiplayer game with other people. I will not inconvenience. Try not to inconvenience people as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but the game overall, I mean, the gameplay loop, all that stuff, it's fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed the oh, yeah. combat. I just, I, I really wish, I, I haven't tried veteran in a while. I cannot get into a veteran game unless I play quick play, which is part of the problem as well. Um, but I, maybe I would be able to handle that a little bit better now that I've unlocked quite a bit of cards, but I really like the card system. Um, it, I kind of got a hint of it in the beta, but there are so many cards out there and there's so many like synergies to build. Mm -hmm. I've been spending some time like doing some research on Reddit or whatever people saying like, oh, here's the best build for this or that. I'm kind of disappointed that I went so far down the offensive line because I really would have liked to play more Doc, which is the... um, like the support the character. Yeah. 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 It's the yeah, support it's character. Awesome. And somebody posted a great build on, on Reddit. Um, they're like, this is, this is pretty much it, man. Like the first 10 are crucial. And then the last five, you can kind of pick whatever, but, and then they gave some pointers on how to play it. I'm like, Oh God, that seems so cool because it gets close to that role based cooperative play that I like so mm. much. It's not just, I mean, left for dead, was great game but essentially you're just shooting a bunch of zombies everyone's doing the same thing and if you play that game a whole lot you kind of get used to the guns as well there's so much variety in the characters here you know you got a racially diverse cast you got the black white guy asian ginger they're all there you know and then they've all got not a race it's a (laughs) mutation bobby (laughs) but they've all got their own special perks and like they do one thing better than the the other people and then you can like lay or lean more into that with the cards and go down different routes and then on top of that you got the guns as well which there's a ton of different types of guns but then there's also this randomness of like maybe you get the really good attachment for it yeah. so i i really like all that stuff i think that that stuff is really great and having played through like all the acts on recruit like there's quite a bit there's to do there's quite a bit there i wish when it comes to the maps, I wish there were more like Dead Center from Left 4 Dead 2. I Left 4 Dead 2, I've played hundreds of hours of that game and it like 90% of it is just multiplayer Dead Center versus mode cuz I think that was just the best map. I didn't even Which one is Dead Center? It's the mall. Oh. Okay. Where you got to you got to get the car and drive out of the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I wish there Isn't was that some more urban people settings. like the jukebox jukebox level of this game. I love that one. That was my favorite one. The jukebox one? Yeah. yeah. That I, yeah, I, I thought the song the, was the, great. The diner. Yeah. Yeah, where you're like holding down the fort and yeah. waiting for the guy to pick you up. Yeah, that's and, a good one. And then the one where you're uh you know, you're building the fences and you're putting things on the walls at the church, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was it was interesting because I thought, oh, once if we get it all boarded, energy, that whole fucking map will literally go on until you fix everything. And my friends were like, no, man, we're going to keep shooting. I'm like, you don't understand. We need to repair. I've already done this with Bobby. Like, we need to do this. Oh, <laughs> see, like, 
I thought as soon as you built, we built it up really quick. It was, it was cool. Um, as soon as we built it up though, um, I thought that the, we're, we're going to att- be attacked by giant waves of monsters. It doesn't happen. It just, if you build it up and then you leave, it, it mm-hmm. was anticlimactic, but I, I did like the, the change up in. Oh, in, you're, in uh, you're not the church. You're, you're talking about another one. Uh, I can't remember what building that it is, but I know like it's a church. It, like the right before the, the church is really small. No, this is like a three leveled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that one's place. different. And you're, you're building oh, it up yeah, and the zombies yeah, are getting yeah. in mm-hmm. and you're defending them. I guess it's cause it's recruit. It's anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I did like the change up in gameplay and then, um, I do like the, the, the toolkit. Uh, the cool toolkit is like something that takes up one of your slots. There's yeah, a, there's a lot of things that they get from the Warhammer game. Um, I forget what the, the Vermintide. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. you might carry something that's over, over, it'll help the whole thing long-term, but one of your slots is taken up. So you can carry the toolkit and open up these fucking amazing rooms it's totally worth it for one of your guys to carry the toolkit mm-hmm. i think yeah you Apparently in later difficulties they cannot be worth it you you don't think it's worth it I, i've walked into some pretty no, lame, no, no. What, I, what i'm saying is they rooms. can be empty oh oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they That's can be they can be gambles mm, i see yeah but still you know it's not bad to have one person carrying one of those around but yeah i really like what they've done with a lot of things in this game and i think it's uh, I think it's a really good game. I can't wait to see what other content comes out. I just, I would like more urban maps, I guess, if that makes any sense. But I love the card system. Um, I kind of thought once I got through the first act, I would have unlocked like the majority of the cards and I would have been kind of over the game. But I'm still kind of like, eh, I want to unlock all the support lines and get uh, get dock up and running and then really play like seriously, go at it seriously with a team on veteran. But I don't know. We'll see if that happens. That person that was super helpful today, they were playing dock and I feel like they mm-hmm. had some levels up because they just continuously kept running up to me and healing me. I thought it was a dev. That's what I, th- I was like. This guy's be too helpful. <laughs> this my quality is too good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely a recommend for me, especially on game pass, especially for fucking, you know, yeah. cross platform. You could turn the cross platform off. I think Bobby. Yeah. But then you're waiting longer for a game. Cause you're yeah. pulling from a small There's no real pool. point to turn that off. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just honestly wish that it would have, be a little more quicker between the rounds and they would implement a, uh, a vote kick system because, okay, the vote kick system did get abused. It always does in games. And I understand that, but I kind of feel like, you know, we're throwing the baby out with the bong water here. It's like, come on, (laughs) Like, like you take away the vote kick system. So it doesn't get abused, but then it gets way more abused in the opposite direction. So, have you uh, been the leader? Because I was the leader mm-hmm. both times. I could have sworn. Well, when you start your own campaign, yeah, when you hit continue run, you're always the the leader. I could have sworn there's a kick. Maybe no, I, dude, maybe I'm fucking, I googled it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I had oh, a lot of time like, while that guy was out there hours. dicking around. And then it's funny that you have the complete opposite uh, 
like opinion. I was like, ooh, five minutes between rounds? Perfect. Well, okay. honestly, dude, my first couple Keep hours in this alive. game were fine. You yeah. know, like Keep I had a great time playing on uh, Friday, and then I played a ton on Sunday, and that's when I just started having really bad experiences. Mm. So I, I don't know. And, you know, it's going to vary, but I think overall this game has got like a sturdy base, you know, and maybe a few things need to be tweaked here and there and a few things need to be added, but you know, the core is there. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I, uh, I really like some of the stuff. Have you guys gotten some of the more broken cards at all yet? Like, uh, so one of them is uh crouching gives you complete immunity and, uh, your allies are immune to uh, friendly fire. Yeah. But there's no friendly fire on recruit level. So, that card's yeah. useless on recruit, but on yeah, recruit, that yeah. would be right. invaluable because it, it was like this in Left for Dead. Like you play on the higher difficulties, someone would accidentally shoot you, and I'm like, oh great, there goes all my health. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's super valuable. There was I I, I tend to build a lot of um, just bullet damage and penetration on um, and for my rifle guy Walker, and that seems really effective. Like. It's amazing how much more damage that does when I start stacking that. Does he get a does he get a bonus to rifles or something or to machine guns? I Which can't remember. Walker is that the coach with the glasses, the white guy? Uh, no, he's the black guy with the beard. That's who I was talking uh, okay. to. Yeah. But I thought that he gets like a, like a ten percent damage buff or like ten percent uh, oh, ammo or yeah, something. He, he get yeah yeah a little icon ammo to the team. Yeah, yeah. The white guy he gets a uh, one extra grenade or offensive item to every member on the team. Yeah. Which didn't really seem that, that great, but I have yet to even mess around with like a melee build or like a stamina build. A which stamina seems build. like it'd be yeah. really fun. Cause, um, yeah, he, the, the guy was saying that like he, or what's the point of a stamina build? And then as soon as I started swinging around that fireman's ax, if then four swings later, I'm exhausted, but I killed everything in the room. I'm like, Oh, yeah, there's definitely room here for a uh, melee build, mm-hmm. which is probably what every game I play, yeah. I go melee. Well, I had trouble making the melee build work in beta, but the cards that they have now, like once you start stacking them, it, you could build a really strong build with that. And you have to have the stamina too as well, because it uses up the stamina when you swing your weapon. I like the loot system here too. Um, you know, Unlike Left 4 Dead, where everything's just gray, here you have fucking rarities, and you can be upgrading. And you just you never know when you just go around the corner, and there's some like scope that's gonna up your damage or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it was great. Um, some guy threw his some guy threw his like what I thought was a sniper rifle on the floor because it had a fucking like eight scope on it or a four X scope, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm a sniper now. I'm gonna I'm sniping around. I'm like, wow, this thing's really strong. It was on a shotgun. There was a shotgun with a fucking sniper. Yeah. I didn't know. You put a sniper or a scope on anything. Yeah, I didn't know this. Right. So I was like, but it took me a while to figure out what the fuck. I was like, how am I supposed to play this? Mm-hmm. And I was just saving it for special infected and, and hitting uh, the weak points. And yeah. it, so it worked out. There's, yeah, there's a shotgun build that's like absurd. Um, there are There are certain... There are certain cards on certain difficulties that are essentially instant losses. Like a sniper got one when me, sniper, and Bobby were playing with a Diddy, um, and it was on every round a boss spawns, and because the only boss that we had unlocked was the ogre, 
We took two steps out of the fucking starter <laughs> map, and the ogre come and ogre comes and kill us all, kills us all in two hits. I I had the option between that and like spawn fog on the map, and I was like, oh, no. we're gonna we're gonna have the boss anyways. Oh wait, no, no, that's not how it works. Oh, never mind, I'm fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's just <laughs> passive. It's just passive shit. Like it, like, and it, like I said, you can like apparently in the later difficulties, one of the ones that you can really screw you over are having um the there's two of them that that when put together, it's almost like an instant loss unless you you yourself are already overpowered. It's the snitch one where snitches have extra armor and extra health, where you can't one shot them. And then the second one is uh, all all uh, zombies have like spike skin or whatever the fuck, and that's mm-hmm. where they have all, all all zombies have extra armor and extra health. And when they're stacked, like uh, the snitches, which can call hordes, which look like normal zombies, they uh, they'll just like you'll you'll have like eleven of them in one map, and you just get keep getting overrun by horde by horde by horde by horde, and then mm-hmm. it, it just becomes just crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it adds a lot of variety to this game with the whole, the whole card system. That's what I really like about it. And is is crazy. Uh, as much as this game is like Left 4 Dead, there's some things about it that really aren't too, because Left 4 Dead was very much stick together. And this one, you can actually branch out a little mm. bit. And, uh, you know, they have that device that you can get that lets you free yourself from getting trapped. But it's it doesn't punish you as much for going out on your own. I mean, I still wouldn't, like, recommend it all the time. You know, you got to still stick together somewhat like any cooperative game. But it's not like Left 4 Dead where it's just like, as long as you stick together, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and like the one, one pin and you're down type thing. And I know? think overall that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um did you guys ever were you guys ever creeped out or scared at any point that any of this? No. Uh, one time when I was in like a parking garage, it was like in the second chapter. Me and my friends were like walking around, and then like one of those like barnacle things, like the ones that go on the wall, it instantly down you. Which yeah. I love those things, by the way. They make you have to go so slow. Yeah, they're so noisy and, though. Uh, it scared the fuck out of all of us. So, um, um, yeah, dude. The, the I was gonna say the same thing. The barnacle scared me. Because oh, I was by myself, I was off on my own, Bobby, as you would say it. And next thing I know, I've got, I have no idea what happened. I'm pinned to the ground, and there's this fucking half a person on me. Yeah, well, they, me they're away. really noisy and they make a lot of disgusting noises. So if you're out there on your own and you hear that from around the corner, that it's it's an audio cue. Like after playing it so much, I hear that and I'm like, okay, you know, I'll let the I'll let my teammate check that corner it's tricky too though because like you want to be able to hear your uh friends on discord so you take turn down the volume on the game but then you need those audio cues a lot of the time to see what monster is going to be around mm-hmm. the next corner yeah so recommend for everybody right yeah why yes. not it's on game pass go on ebay get three months for a dollar seventy <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely recommend. All right. Well, before we move on to listener questions here, let's give some shout outs to SMI Jeff subscribing for 21 months. What a time to be alive, he says. 21 <laughs> months. <laughs> and I am Jermaine. He says, uh, two months. He says, bring back the segment where Bobby tries Mexican snacks. He tried them all. There's no more snacks. <laughs> yeah. They were all the same flavor, pretty much. <laughs> we, need, we, need to go to, we need to go to a different culture, man. We need to go like Japanese or something. 
Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, there's plenty of Asian stores and stuff in San Diego. So, yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah. So, this is a call to action, guys. <laughs> I need you guys to go. <laughs> Christian, laughing God, at that. Your troubles, I hate you. Um, need you to go find a friend, another fellow gamer. Just be like, hey, man, you listen to podcasts? I'm like, ah, he's going to be like, ah, I listen to one sometimes. You're like, no, you're going to start listening to one. It's going to be the DLG. And then you show them, you send them a link on your, whatever you're playing on your switch on your switch friend account. You send, you send them a link. Vita. Yeah. <laughs> your PS Vita. You send them a link and then boom, they're part of the family just like that. And then they come onto a discord and they're a little trepidatious at, at the beginning. And then 15 people say hello to them. As soon as they show up, they're like, ah, my balls feel warm. And then they're, they're part of the, that's it. That's it. They're, they're, That's the whole process. they're part of the Borg. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So go tell a friend. Go tell a friend to yeah, join tell, us. Tell a, the, the whole thing is tell a friend. Tell a friend yeah. about the podcast, and we will uh, be greatly appreciative. Nick, who is that person that just walked past you? Tell her that was right Leslie. now. Leslie, tell, her, Leslie, tell her about the, the DLG. DLG podcast. We love you. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. See? See how it works out there? This is all you got to do. It works out real well. Ooh, how is how is this game only sitting at seventy eight, guys? Reddit. Yeah, I mean, who knows? These are critic reviews. I don't think this has anything to do with Reddit. Seventy uh, eight's pretty good. Uh, IGN <laughs> gave it eight point five. PC Gamer eighty eight. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I read the PC Gamer review, and I mean, eh. I'm right around eighty eight. Yeah, I think eighty eight's pretty fair. Yeah. I I, I think the game's going to grow. It's. I'm curious, though, because a big part of Left 4 Dead for me was the multiplayer versus, and I played a little bit of that in the beta and didn't care for it that much. I haven't played it since the game is released, but that was really the lifespan of the game for me. Like, the campaign was fun, and I did that for a long time, but, like, all my hours were in multiplayer versus. But there's no supply lines in that game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's something to work towards now, Mm -hmm. which is... You know, if if you it was the same Bobby back then playing this game now, you fuck you would be sinking hundreds of hours into this. Like maybe I don't know. Yeah, I mean you can unlock the the supply lines, and I guess you could like try to beat it on the harder difficulties. But like multiplayer never gets old. That's the thing, man. It's yeah. like new every time, just fresh every time. All right, let's take some listener questions. Listener question. <laughs> First one's coming from Zap. He says, what do you think of the idea of games not being good or bad, or of not being good or not good, but rather interesting or not interesting? I think that's what makes them good or bad, is whether they're interesting or not interesting. Well, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about movies, too. Like, I, I never really don't like movies it is different with video games though because i don't like some video games but usually when i don't like one or i think that it's bad it's either poorly made or it's like a scam of some sort right 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 right. you know um but other than that like if it's i'm pretty aware now being older i'm i'm pretty aware that like there could be a game that i don't like but it's just not for me so i'm not gonna say like this game is horrible and in general 
in general, I really do feel that 90% of the games that you play, people were trying their fucking hardest to make the best possible game mm-hmm. they could. And yeah, to know, the best of their ability, to the best of their ability or within the constraints that they were money, time, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they did their fucking best. And so I, yeah, sometimes yeah. they're, and you really don't, I don't know, maybe it's, I'm just not like seeing a lot of them anymore. Maybe they're still out there, but you don't see a lot of these asset flips out there like you used to that were just overwhelming steam just every day, like hundreds of these just terrible games. Well, is it the card system gone? Or, no, the card system's still there. Oh. Yeah. And I don't yeah, know, maybe just, there's still a lot of people that are just trying to like collect those and do whatever, but I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, that's usually the approach I try to take when I'm thinking about games or talking about games, like what did I like about it? What did I not like about it? And I, I can separate that from good and bad. Hmm. Yep. All I right. think the other thing about interesting and not interesting is interesting games you're talking about beforehand and you're watching the development of and not interesting games might come out of nowhere and it's like fun but you didn't get all that lead up and you don't have all the discussion yeah well i think a lot of it too is that if you've not played a lot of games if you're pretty young and like this stuff is new and exciting to you then you're gonna say yeah this call of duty game is interesting but you know for people like us who have been playing since the very first one like 20 something years ago it's like eh, not not really but you know you <laughs> get out of here kid <laughs> but how are you going to deny that to a, a younger generation you're going to tell them like no you shouldn't play that game you know yeah, yeah. we all played triple a games and loved garbage when we were young yeah absolutely you know? but you, you kind of grow out of it and refine your tastes a little bit yeah animal okay. lover next question from animal lover if you could choose a device that had unlimited battery life and storage, automatically upgrade to the best hardware each year, almost indestructible, and always had a Wi-Fi connection, what would you choose? A phone, iPad, or a laptop? Uh, laptop. No, no Samsung tablet in there? Probably my phone, because I spend the most money on phones. Because <laughs> I just keep... Yeah. Because, I, yeah, I'm a... Yeah. I'm a whore for and it. And it's indestructible. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of your phones... Yeah. Get get destroyed get destructed yeah <laughs> they do get destructed i uh i'm on my second uh iteration of my phone i but i had insurance on it 200 bucks for a new one so uh, it was worth it i'd have to go with laptop man because yeah, like exactly. like a macbook if i could just get a because here's what happens man i'm like ah i gotta get a new macbook i've been using the same one since 2016 and it's still running like a champ, especially with all the stuff I've put it through. Like I've had that thing just like rendering 4K videos for like like 15 straight hours. Yeah. Things like hot as a goddamn the sun, you know, it's just roasting. I'm like, how is this still alive after like right. almost five years of this? But every year I'm like, oh man, this new MacBook Pro, it's going to be amazing. It's the M1 or whatever it is, you know? And then every single year they come out with a new one in October. It's like every single year there's a, there's a new one and there's always something better just right. around the corner. So it never seems like I, I'm always in the perpetual state of just waiting a little bit longer for the new one. Yeah. You know? What's a, what's a, like a top of the line MacBook Pro cost these days? 
Uh, I mean, you pay a lot more if you get the larger screen size, but they're upping the minimum screen size to about 14 inches because they're able to make the bevel a little smaller in the new ones. But usually they start at 1300 bucks, And that one... Not for, crazy. Yeah, for 1300 bucks for the MacBook Pro, like that's, you know, insane. And you, you can edit Final Cut Pro. You can edit 4K on that. I mean... It's, and that's five or six years you're going to get out of that. Yeah, I've got so many years out of mind. The other, th- other thing is, too, like sometimes I, I've reached a point now with technology where if it's working, I don't want to mess with it, you know, because I've bought in like brand new stuff and like in a month I start having problems and it just starts acting weird. I've yeah. seen that with like the people who I support at work and I'm just like, you know what, if it's working, just let it be. <laughs> yeah. Let it ride. What's the best you're going to get? You're going to save a few minutes on rendering and whatnot, right? Oh, more than a few minutes on a, the MacBook Pros. The, the new ones are just like ridiculous because Apple has gone back to making their own hardware oh, with right. these new M1s. You know, they used to do that back in the day with like the, the PowerBooks or whatever. They had their own chips and then they're like, okay, we're just going to use Intel now or whatever. But now they're going back to making their own and way better battery life, way better horsepower, just insane. So... So get one. Yeah, I might. But right. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how the new one looks when it comes out. So, Nick, what's your answer? Uh, I was going to say laptop. Laptop. And if it's like super crazy, super powerful, whatever, whatever. For what, gaming? Uh, I my desktop. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll go like a really big laptop, put a strap on the back of it, and just have a fucking uh, Captain America shield. Like, it's indestructible, right? Maybe we're thinking about the wrong way. <laughs> I'll just be a superhero with yeah. this indestructible piece of sh- shit on my arm. All right. <laughs> Apple logo. Mm-hmm. Just like every... Oh, yeah. I start charging them for fucking royalties every time I save a bank from getting robbed. Brought All to right. you by Apple. <laughs> Your life is mine. Next question from Zap. What country or culture has the best cuisine and you can't pick your own? Uh, that's a hard tie between Japanese and Indian for me. Oh, Ugh. really? Weirdo, man. Yeah. That's wild, dude. I okay. mean, Indian is good. I, I wouldn't, can, yeah. I, I, even have it I mean, both, uh, both what you mentioned is good, but I wouldn't want to eat that shit all the time, though. I mean, I, I could eat sushi every day, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I can and do eat Mexican food every day. Like, I think, um, yeah, I think when it comes to food, definitely Mexican food. Yeah. I mean, it's it's but hard to argue. Is, yeah. I mean, you just take a bunch of shit, wrap it up in a burrito, and boom. <laughs> boom. Or, or take a bunch of shit, put it in a bottle, ship it to Bobby, have it put it in his fridge, and then boom. <laughs> uh Overall, I guess, Nick, what do you got? I already said it. What was it? He said Japanese and um, Indian. Indian. I'm going to go with Thai. I like their. Thai is a good one. Yeah, I really like their use of vegetables, and I don't like vegetables, but I like all Thai food. And I like the flavor profiles, I like the peanut sauce. Yeah, it's good. I've been to Thailand. I've actually had Thai food, and it was as good as here. So, yeah, I'm a mm. big fan of Thai food. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next. Oh, but I wouldn't say it's the best because you, you're not allowing me to nominate my own. So it's definitely not the best. <laughs> no mention of the Italians here. I feel like they're getting snuffed a little bit. 
You know, it, pizza, come on, lasagna. Yeah. I mean, I love that stuff, but I'd still take Mexican food over it. Yeah. Pizza, I, love I don't stuff know. Too, but every time I eat it, I feel like I'm going to fucking pass out. I've been shot in the neck with a tranquilizer dart for a rhino. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that that what, noise. Well, what's funny is that's how he sounds all the time. So it was like he wasn't even doing an impression. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Next question from Morconius. Last question here. Two-parter. Best game you've played that mixed genres. I thought of this question after playing the very excellent Rift Breaker with the Twin Stick, RTS Survival, and Tower Defense all mixed in one game. Um, uh, Brutal Legend. Brutal Legend? What's the mix? It's uh, RTS and like th- third-person uh, action game. Brutal Legend It's is? a RTS? Yeah, you like command your little guys. Oh, this is these? crazy. I've never played Brutal. brutal yeah, I've never played Jack it. Jack Black is the main character. Yeah, they, I just know. I know so of like the game. RPG. We know. Yeah, I remember when this game came out, and I was at Comic Con, and you could like play it early. But I, I thought it was just like an action adventure game. Yeah, I had no idea. No, that RTS. RTS, you build like your base and shit, and you're and you're gathering and your fucking cronies and stuff. Yeah, it's all of fun. Oh, okay, that is cool. Yeah. It's on metal. Nice. Yeah, Rift Breaker. And we should probably put this on, on the radar next week because I, I thought it was going to be on this week. But I was talking to another listener, John, about this. And it was uh, – it, it looked pretty interesting. And it is free on Xbox Game Pass. Well, yeah. Free with Who, – Who's up next week? Do not know. Not me. I just went. So it's Nick. Probably Nick. Yeah. Oh, it's me. Nick. Uh, uh, I w- I would like you to pick Rift Breaker. I nominate Rift Breaker. <laughs> yeah, because I was looking I mean, at this hard. it looks hard. really fucking cool. So yeah, yeah, Rift Breaker. Okay. All right, cool. So that's the game of the week next week. Uh, maybe weeks. Um, but yeah, I was looking at it. It's, uh, yeah, exactly what he's saying. There's an RTS city builder type, and then you go off as this robot and kill the local mm-hmm. fauna and flora. Um, yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, I always say this, Act Razor, when I was a little tiny, tiny kid, uh, I didn't even know what these were called at the time, but it's a mix between RTS and um, a 2D side-scroller. So I was like, you know, expanding. It was like a 4X game at one point, and then the other thing was you turn into this, um, this statue in the middle of town would turn into this, like, defender of justice or whatever you would go out in the forest and fucking kill things so that you could expand your town and i played it all night this is what i would do because my mom and dad would rent game rent movies overnight and you had to return them the next day this is how it first started out when you had rentals later on they made it to like two or three days but at the beginning it was one night and so I had one night with these video games, and I would just stay. They didn't know this. I would stay up all night and just try to beat the game. And uh, ActRaiser, I, I feel like I beat this one, or maybe I rented it more than once. And, uh, yeah, I, I had never played anything like it. I've played a lot of, like, side-scrolling slashers, and I had played – I had never played a city builder. And then this thing, I was like, oh, this is so deep. You know, I'm nine or whatever it was, 11. Maybe. Um, so that was cool. And then recently I talked about another game that mixed these two same genres uh, where you play a 
to the uh, side scroller and then a city builder on the side. I forgot what it was. Oh, is there a new ActRaiser dude? ActRaiser yeah, Renaissance? Uh, Dwight Dynamite said, yeah, me and my brother played the original in the remake, so I just looked it up. This looks pretty good, hey? Yeah, the graphics aren't too bad. I wonder what kind of reviews it got. Hmm. Um, best mix of genre. Oof. I, it's hard, man. Um, I'm trying to think of games that have mixed uh, genres that I really enjoy and having trouble thinking of some. I mean, an old one that I really liked was North and South. It was a game on the Nintendo where you would play as either the North or the South during the Civil War. And you had the map of America and uh, it was like a strategy game. Uh, uh, Not really a grand strategy game, but, you know, kind of a big strategy game. And then there would be these little RTS battles that you would fight out. And then you could also invade someone's base or try to rob their training and turn into a side scroller. So it had all had like three different things in it. It was so much fun. North and South, they remade it on mobile, and it, it was almost like a clone with new graphics. And it, it was all right, I suppose, but they changed a few things and that I didn't care too much about. Yeah, North and South, it was done all like goofy and stuff. It was, uh, yeah, it, it looks terrible. I know you're looking at this like, oh my god, got the sleeping Mexican in the corner, can't do that anymore. But <laughs> the little Indian guy went there. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, this game was so good, man. Like, I still go back and play this game sometimes. I loved it so much. Uh, another thing that I like is, like, when you have an existing game and then they bring in a, another mechanic or another another genre and add it to it. So uh, I'm thinking of, oh, man. Oh, what is the game? Uh, it is called... Nick, you've played it with me. There's... A, they added a roguelike in the third DLC. Me, you, and John played it together. It's the third oh, person. From the Ashes. Uh, Remnant. From Remnant. The ashes. Remnant for the Ashes. Yeah, Remnant. So yeah, it's, yeah. Like this, it's like this action RPG, light on the RPG uh, game that you play, and it's, it's really fun, and we had a fantastic time with it. And then on the third DLC, hey, here's a whole roguelike version of it, and you can play it with your friends, a 3D fucking third um three person roguelike action rpg and it's really good and really fun and it, it it's great when something that's already existing that you like adds something from another genre and uh but although bobby said that like roguelikes becoming a feature more than it is a genre and uh, I, it's I, kind I t- of tacking it on to i a tend to agree yeah Unless you're like a hardcore rogue. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. No, no, nothing wrong with it at all. Still one of the best games from the last 10 years. All right. Uh, Second part of this question says, or I'm sorry, Nick, did you have something else to add? Oh, no, no, no. I said, yeah. Okay. North and South was on PC too. Loved it. It was basically Risk. (laughs) I like how I said, do you have something else to add? And you said, oh, I just said, yeah. (laughs) Have you guys seen Major League Two? Major League Two, it it the movie's terrible. The first one was much better. You know, like it's a it is really, that the kid who could throw the ball real fast. No, that's rookie of the year. Oh, okay, yeah, um, no major major league with like Pedro Serrano. You know, uh, really, dude, you don't know. Okay, Major League Two, like they have this whole bit where the announcer has like this new guy who's like his partner who just doesn't say anything, and then every now and then he'll be like he'll. <laughs> He'll just drop in with like one word, and then the main announcer is just like, "Dynamite drop in there, money." 
That's <laughs> just what I thought of when Nick said that. I'm sorry. Bobby, you're, you're two episodes in a row with the movie reference. Yeah, and I like them. <laughs> they were cones. <laughs> they were cones, which you can only see if you watch us on YouTube or live on Twitch. Yep. Yeah. So tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. To go watch. All right. Those but back to the second part of his questions here. Uh, which part of your body would you choose to be replaced by robotics, not including vital organs? Second nice part, line. would you go out with a lady that had a robotic arm? Uh, Second I mean, part, yes, of course. Me, yes. Uh, and the answer for the first part, my spine. Spine, okay. Is a spine a vital organ? That sounds pretty vital. No, you can me. live without your spine. Really? Slugs do it. <laughs> okay. It's not vital. Uh, not include, not including vital Google, organs, Google, dude. Living without spine. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. Again, I'm going to go to a movie quote. Grandma's boy. I'm thinking about getting metal legs. <laughs> metal legs. You're going to be a, a Star Fox character? Well, my eyes are starting to go to shit. I've always had like really bad like far vision, so that's why I got um, LASIK. Baco from yeah, but that happens when you hit like your forties, dude. That's what they no, told no, no, me. No, 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 far vision um, is always. But you got you got LASIK, right? Yeah, and that cleared it. But now I'm hitting my forties, and now the close vision is getting fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. But that that's going to happen to everybody, when right? You hit right, your right. 40s, dude. So eyes, yeah, is what I'm going to go with. Robot uh, eyes, those, yeah, robot eyes. Okay. See through ladies' dresses. <laughs> I don't know why that would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Work. Go out with a lady who had robot robotic arms. I mean, yeah, are these like metal arms? Well, it's. Are these like, no, they're like Terminator arms. after he's been melted arms? Like, hmm. Are these. They have like a skin coating on them. Because that. No, I'm going to go with metal. Because, yeah, if they were just skin coating, it'd just be like regular arms. So that's what do we okay. care? Yeah, metal arms. Hmm. It's tough. It's going to be hard to get a fucking hand job. That's for sure. Could be dangerous. Could be dangerous. Got to get your tetanus Malfunction, shot. a fucking glitch in the matrix. You rip that thing right off. Mm -hmm. That's not fun for anybody. I think you'd be into it, to be honest. <laughs> my, my last orgasm was the best one. It was so good. Company review on Amazon. Uh, ladies' arms. I, I'm thank you for the question because we like to get deep into the, what really matters around here at the DLG. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's everyone playing next week? We're uh, back for blood the the week and Far Cry Six. I need to play Far Cry Six. I started it, but I need to actually uh, play all the way through it. Hey, if you want, you can make Far Cry Six the game of the week, and then we'll circle. Well, no, because then Bobby has to buy it. And it's sixty dollars. He's not going to buy it. Exactly. Yeah, let's stick with Rift Breaker. I feel like it's more <laughs> it's more interesting right, if we don't do the big AAA titles sometimes. Yeah. Um Eternal Cylinder. I, I talked about this last week and I knew I wasn't gonna get to it this week because of Back for Blood, but I did load it back up after the game fully released, and it remembered my progress from the beta or from the alpha. Do I you think. want to? Not really, yeah, though, because they really the game really kind of trains you and 
opens up the world slowly. Like this is how you do this. Okay. Then they add something else and add something else. And then it really kind of opens up. So like jumping right back into it, I was like, wait, how does this work again? Yeah. So I, I feel like I want to start it from the beginning. Plus, you know, 1.0 release, maybe something's a little different. Who yeah. Knows? Who knows? Yeah. There might be a whole new level between one and two. Yeah, probably not, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, Oh yeah. Jax from mortal Kombat. He did have robot arms. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Speaking for, what are we playing? Besides that, I'm gonna play more back for Bud. I want to play more. Yeah, Rift Breaker. I'll be yeah. playing Eternal Cylinder. Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking for Bobby, Nick, Chris, and myself. Uh, Rift titties. Bye, buddy. Uh, 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 Eternal titties are even better. You think? Have you guys thought about like? Somebody getting a huge set of really fake boobs. And then when they're 80, do they still look fucking super awesome? And they're all wrinkly. They're per- like the body's all wrinkly and they have this like. You know, you're supposed to replace them every uh, seven to 10 years. <laughs>